The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Ladian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 356 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, uh, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Ben Moss Woodward, otherwise known as Commander Aid Vice. Just sucking on something cold here. Uh-huh. We have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. And our Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Stykett. We're off to a good start, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, as usual. Now, if you wish, you can join us live. We're in two separate places tonight. Um, we have... Uh, ben, you're hanging around where? So, I'm in Koi 1701, where... Well, certain commanders have found a very, very high G world that we can land on. And I'll be probably trying to do this a little bit later. Um, but I guess we'll cover that more in Community Corner. Yep, I guess At so. After the show, are we going to have a sweet steak or whether Ben makes it or not? I think you need a sweet steak before I actually do it. Right. Well, um,. Uh, I'm also hanging out in game in open in Horizons at the Orange Sidewinder Bar near the Planet Lave. Um, <clears throat> if you want to see what I had to suffer and what I've been flying in for the last week due to a certain lost bet, um, feel free to come along and laugh. And even better, actually, if you want to come along and take a pot shot, feel free. What did you end up flying, Colin? Well, you'll have to end up turning up at the Orange Sidewinder bar in order to find out. Are you taking passengers where they want to go? No. I didn't get one of those. I didn't put a passenger cabin in it. It's bad enough. <laughs> as it is. Um, so, yes, if you can't get to us in-game, you can join us at the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through leaveradio.com slash live. You click on the live chat or go to twitch.com 
TV slash Live Radio or go to YouTube, uh, look up Live Radio there, or even go to Facebook and look up Live Radio. We're streaming, streaming to the lot of them. So uh, we'll go around the crew, see what they've been up to to the last, um, well, week. And we'll start with Ben. What you've been up to, mate? So um, through the through last week, not a lot. Just play, playing various games and things like that. Um, mostly Elite Star Citizen, the usual stuff that I usually play. Uh, over the weekend, I did see uh, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings and Candyman with my uh, son, brother-in-law, and and my son's mate. Um, in Star Citizen, I was taking part of, part in the Xenofresh event, which is fun, but I don't actually think I managed to get from step A all the way through step C or D or whatever without something going wrong. But that is Star Citizen for you. Um, I played some Call of Duty Black Ops um, and had fun basically getting killed by zombies, even though I was meant to be killing the zombies. Uh, but I still had fun with, again, my son and my brother-in-law and mates of, of theirs. Um, Oh, on, on Sunday, I had a £90 taxi ride paid for, for a, in replacement of a £7 bus ticket. So that was kind of fun. Why? Because the bus company phoned me up and said, Hi, Ben, you know how you're in Sheffield waiting for a bus to go down to Birmingham? The bus is broke. There's another woman there with this name. Could you shout her and find her? And then we'll give the two of you, put the two of you into a taxi. So just to clarify, you were wandering around a bus station shouting a random woman's name. There wasn't. It was. It's not a big station. I was just. Oh on man! One, it's just one platform. That is and, such a creepy thing to do. Well, I just you know, is there you know, is, who who here is going to Birmingham? Excuse me, are you whatever your name is? Uh, and you know, I happen to be on the phone with the bus company at the moment. Do you want to speak to them so they can explain the situation to you? Blah blah what? blah. You could only be a market trader with that spiel, could you? Gain people's well, attention. It's, the reason why I was doing this was, as I found out at the time, her bus ticket was paid for by a friend. So when they tried phoning her, they phoned a friend. And, you know, it was like, hi, are you this person? No, I'm not. Well, goodbye then. Okay, um, so here's a, here's a quiz, yes, yeah, I Yes. You, you're at a bus station. You're waiting <laughs> for a bus, etc. Si. Yeah. And you see a man you've never seen or never heard of before shouting your name. I didn't. I did. didn't shout her name. I shouted, "Are you? Is it? You know, is anybody waiting on this bus?" Is actually what I was shouting. And then that woman, and I, I already knew it was a woman, uh, stuck a hand up and said, "Yeah, I'm waiting on it. Uh, what's going on? Or do you know what's going on?" And that's when I explained. I was the just interested to see what Sai would have done as being the. In the... I wouldn't yeah, have said anything. I absolutely wouldn't have said okay. anything. Were you about to call me a token woman, Chef? Well, I don't, there's no other females on the, or people who identify. You could ask Colin. Maybe Colin would do something yeah, differently. Colin doesn't I identify wouldn't answer. female. I, I absolutely wouldn't answer. Okay. Um, whoever was shouting yeah. or saying is someone waiting for that, I'd be waiting for my phone to ring. Okay, sorry, well, sorry that, random stranger, not yeah. a chance. <laughs> and that's completely understandable and very sensible. Um, yeah, end of the day, it didn't bother me at all, you know, just saying, you know, are you going to Birmingham? I mean, it's not as though you even have a trustworthy face, is it, Ben? That's on you. I'm lovely. Oh, dear. So, anyway, you took this taxi ride. Did you share the taxi with said lady? Yes, m- myself, myself and said lady jumped in a taxi ride b- belonging to taxi company of Sheffield. 
Um, and as I found out when they got down to Birmingham, that that ride cost cost to the bus company ninety quid. So, did you actually talk to the lady, or did you sort the sit there as if you're oh, oh, no. looking at the? Oh, no, 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 no. Headphones in. Look out the window. That sounds like something out of planes, trains, and automobiles, doesn't it? Really. Hmm. I think by this time, you know, we'd already where the hell's our bus? What's going on? Um, so I think that was probably the situation. You know, I was quite surprised when they phoned me. And apparently I have a trustworthy looking face because, you know, she actually answered me. And then she put her glasses on. <laughs> but then again, I'm not you, Shannon. This, the taxi driver wasn't you either. And he did take us to Birmingham and he did let us out again. Uh, but the taxi company was also a taxi company that I'd heard of. Oh, sorry, um, I, can't take um, you to, I can't take you to, uh, to Birmingham. I'm only going as far as Wolverhampton. Yeah, don't go south of the river, mate. Yeah, so that, that, was, that, was, that was fun anyway. Well, I do, uh, yeah, I do apologise. I'm here at the Orange Sidewinders. Commander Miggles has just joined me, and we have—he's just brought in a pirate that's attacked the lot of us, which um, we're having to deal with right now. Which solo him, Colin? Solo, solo the pirate and Miggles. No, no, no. I think I think uh, Commander Miggles has now got it under under wraps. We are. Oh, Miggles. We are safe. We are safe, thankfully. So um, right. Yes, Spike It. What have you been up to for the last week? Um, I've been... <laughs> this is going to sound like such a broken record. I've been really ill. I was going to say, please tell me you've been getting into cars with strange men. No, no. Oh, God, no. I'm not an idiot. Um, I've been... I've been... I've been I was sick. I was... I, like, I had food poisoning. Like, just over... I think I got food poisoning on Wednesday, and it made me... Um, it, I... Um, could barely speak on Thursday or Friday. So, you know, um, husband had some time off. Um, but other than that, I've just been doing, you know, token woman things. <laughs> oh, we're not going to let this one go, are we? <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Okay, Ben, have you been doing any... Oh, sorry, Shan, have you been doing any token Shan things? Yes, oh. he's been killing NPCs. Well, it depends game-wise. I haven't actually played much games at all because I've been far too busy at work and dealing with family emergencies, um, which have now been, which have now been thankfully resolved. Um, basically, my, my dad was taken into hospital with difficulty breathing thanks to his thanks to his twenty-day habit for the last fifty years. Um, but anyway, he's out of hospital now. He just had a chest infection, so that was most of my time. And today, I made my television debut. Oh, of course, yes, it was your your uh, moment of uh, fame, isn't it? It kind of was, but I'm a little bit disappointed in a way because the the only um, I think the only reason why they selected my interview to be broadcast was the fact was our dog was photo bombing the filming, sitting in the window looking out, and the dog looking ridiculously cute and basically photo bombing. So you know, cute animal in the window. Got to be in. So yeah, I'm sort of happy with my dog, but still on the one night. But yeah, so it's yeah, it was quite an interesting experience being filmed um, and things like that. I didn't think I'd be on to be fair because they didn't actually give you a form to say we let your will you let us use your image and voice etc on TV because I thought that's what people had to do. I thought you know even the people they interview in the street has to sign a form to say yes we you know. I thought it'd be pretty going. self-explanatory if it was like, excuse me, Shan, we've got a film crew coming round to talk to you with cameras. Yeah, but it's oh, not. Oh, and by the way, do you mind if we put you on camera? If you put it's you on not, it's not. It's not a signature, though, is it? It, it was a Facebook post message. So anyway, mm. 
so I, I also the fact he was only because I, I was at the interview, so what they asked me a couple of questions, and I said, Well, how long have I got per question? And I'd sort of like got a minute for each question in my head prepared, and the guy said, Oh, you've got 20 seconds. And I said, What for each question? No, you've got 20 seconds. And I thought, Ah, oh, okay. But anyway, so that was my claim to fame. And so now all the relatives are saying, Oh, we saw you on telly. So I'm getting bored of it already, <laughs> the media attention. Yeah, um, no, no, it was not Crime Watch. Wanted for cruelty to NPCs. So, is there a Miggles is asking, is there a reward if you're going to take me out? Apparently, well, I, all I can say is, if you take me out, you'll have a good night out. That's it. Well, well, if you take <laughs> Colin out, he has to spend his money on rebuying his ship. So, if you take him out, the reward is he has to buy two of them, not just the one. Hey. No, I have to buy a replacement. I don't have to buy yet another one. I'm not getting twinsies. Yes, but you're buying, you're getting a second one of these ships, aren't you? Yes, I suppose so. But not at the same time, which is always useful. Um, right, well, let's have a look at what I've been up to. Well, all those that um, pop by the Leaf Station Park and find out exactly what I've been doing. There's been a new top shift, which we'll probably go into later. Uh, and there is a... The reason for that is this blasted adder that um, I am flying thanks to... Uh, I think I've said it before. <sighs> so, Commander uh, Rosencrantz Jr. managed to uh, take out uh, the... <laughs> take out the Thargoid Medusa in an adder, and thus that means that I am now flying in an adder for at least the next week. So uh, no, don't let anybody say that I'm not, don't back out of a bet, but I have learned my lesson. Don't when, make a bet with the internet. When was the duration agreed, Colin? That's none of your business. No, where is when was it agreed? You only had to stay in it a week. Ben, come on, you're uh, the... Um... No, that's it. You, the, that is the end of the matter, Shan. So, moving on from there. Oh, no, 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 it's not the end of the matter. We've still got lots more. For example, for example, when, for example, it was never agreed how there long you get. Is to the live. mute button? Where is that mute button? I really am going to hammer that mute button in just a second. Right. Um, shall how we many move people on? have you taken as an apex shuttle, then, Colin? Because people, think, I, I mean, to be to be fair, Colin. I think one has to see if Commander Rosencrantz Jr. feels that honour has been satisfied. And if he does, oh, all is good. Uh, well, he has actually said so in the chat uh, already in the uh, the Live Radio Discord. If you go to the Live Station Bar, you can find evidence there saying that he is satisfied by, the, by that. So... Um, I'll just let me look it up now, since this is a a valuable waste of our time. Um, <laughs> oh dear, lots of people on holiday. Lots of people on holiday. Um, so, wasn't part of it you had to take out a cyclops solo with it? Nope, nope. It was just fly around uh, in the uh, in in it for a bit. So there you go. I think our listeners deserve more than just a token flying around for a bit. Oh, I think Shannon, Listen, if you want to play have... around more for a bit in another, go ahead. But I think if Rosen's yeah, happy, I mean, then I'm happy. Uh, I I have to say, I mean, I have said that I'm doing this uh, the Top Shift one twenty seven. I'm going to be doing in the other Top Shift one twenty eight, which will be next week's. I'll do that in another. Uh, so I think after that, we've had enough adders. So moving on 
to the development news that's been happening this week. Well, on Thursday, Arf did an Xbox stream. Now, if people can't find this on YouTube, that's because it was only on Twitch because of the nature of uh, uh, streaming on the uh, the Xbox, which uh, is always a laugh. <laughs> that's what happened last Thursday. Uh, and this Thursday, uh, they're, they're doing a... A kind of lore thing, which I think you're involved with, aren't you, Psychic? I am, yeah. Um, and it, it's a me, Malik, and Grinning Crow. Hmm. Yeah, funny that, because, you know, sort of lore thing, chief archivist. No, no one bothered giving me Did you respond to the tweet? I Zach did respond to the tweet. I, th- I, I think respond to the tweet. I do feel like this is the start of many, though. So, mm. um if, if, if this is kind of like um, the my, my understanding is that this is like a, a road test, and uh, they will um, they will then potentially move on to other people, um, potentially move on to other people after that. They did a, they did some reaching out, um, but yeah, I, I was very um, very I'm very excited about it. But they've sent me a long list of things, and I I really have to do some sorting up tomorrow. I, I I'm jumping every time I hear something jump in. Uh oh yes so <laughs> there's only just commanding Miggle so far so ah, just I can relax right um let's have a quick look here Super Cruise News 46 happened today now um this is this also includes the uh, Elite Dangerous issue report the latest one which was obviously updated for the beginning of update seven we also got news about update seven which is possibly next week i'm guessing maybe the 16th so um that'd be thursday the 16th next week uh that is if everything works and tests out okay and they don't have to roll it back another week so um fingers crossed for that uh also, the, they gave an update on the Horizon sl- uh, slash console update. Now, that's uh, a quality of life changes that we uh, will bring things into line with Odyssey, and that will be released at some point in September. They weren't um, they weren't specific with the date. Um, so, guys, just quickly looking at the Elite Dangerous issue report that they issued today. Has everybody had a chance to look over it? I did briefly, yes. Uh, and what were your impressions, Shan? Well, it mentions an update 8, which is interesting. Yep. Um, and I'm just wondering, if you filtered on and removed everything that said update 7, what would mm-hmm. be below the the, uh, the fixed list, if you see what I mean? So, um, the top of 20... And if you removed one, two, three, four... There are six items which are marked as fixed. One which is being removed completely, which is the uh, lighting and illumination, because they're going to split that up into several others. So there's there's definitely six fixes going in from this list here. Um, So what's number 21 to 26 was my question. Well, we don't know what... 21 to 26 is because the the issue tracker doesn't give you that kind of information. Um, I mean, the number one one was obviously problems with lighting and illumination. That's the one they're going to split into other ones. Uh, they say they've fixed the degraded uh, textures compared to Horizons in Update 7. Uh, that'll be nice to see. 
Um, the main issue with the tiling of planetary features, they say they're still investigating ways to put that in. Now, it has, it's been well documented that that would probably involve a major rewrite and uh, what, what do they call it? A half-baking or a, a, um, some, some kind of baking <laughs> to, to line up all the planetary bases again. Um, now, the, the low FPS performance in Odyssey, they, they've said a planned release sometime in 2021, so that means that there's going to be at least an update 9. Um, they did comment on the limited gameplay during Apex Shuttle Rides. Now, they, they both, uh, Zach and Bruce, who did the, the stream today, um, they, they kind of said, well, it's Elite Dangerous. If you're on long journeys, I'm sorry, but that's Elite Dangerous. I thought that was a bit... I mean, what did you think to that answer? I think it's Elite Dangerous. If you don't like long journeys, what the hell are you doing playing this game? <laughs> Same. It's a taxi drive. It's a taxi drive. Look at your phone. You've got a phone. Yeah. It's, it's more than a taxi drive. It's a taxi drive with a woman from... She was a woman for, uh, from Birmingham who was just happening to be in Sheffield at the time. Um, I, I can kind of see the point, but then again, at least with if you're in if you're in Super Cruise, you are in control of your ship. So it's up to you whether you head straight there or take a detour or count your credits or look at the codex or you know whatever it is. You you, you are in control of the ship, so. Mm. If that makes a difference, I don't know, but that's about the only thing I could think of that would make a difference between that I mean, and Apex. I must admit, when I do take an Apex shuttle ride, the reason I take an Apex shuttle ride is because I want to make a cup of tea while I'm waiting for the Apex shuttle to get somewhere. Otherwise, I'm flying the ship. So I, mean, I don't know about you, Colin, but I quite often I'll take the Apex. If I'm doing the Grand Combat PP stuff, it's not, not an Apex, but it's the same idea, really, isn't it? Just mm -hmm. You jump the vulture... Uh, but usually they're quite quick. You know, it's like go to this planet and then go to this planet, and it just makes life so much quicker and easier. And yeah, I'm, I must admit, I do like the um, the vulture shuttle, if you like, for the for the frontline services. Yeah, that that does seem to merge. It's just when you know, if you're in an apex shuttle going to Hutton Orbital and you need to go to Hutton Orbital, well, you chose to go to Hutton Orbital. That was the very first thing I did in Odyssey, and I am proud I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could look at it a different way, though, couldn't you? Could say the apex because you can't get interdicted in, with an apex. You can't. Your journey cannot be disturbed if you are in an apex thing. So it's it's the perfect time to catch up on what if or lower deck yeah. season two or you know you just have to do the hoovering. Yeah, because because the thing is, if you if you take your ship, it can be interdicted. You can overshoot or whatever it is. You've got none of that. You can just watch netflix or disney plus in peace until you get there yeah i mean chin dies saying that i mean he would just love it if we could walk around the cockpit but um yeah uh in the again it, it is a case of i think that one there's that much complex geography involved encoding involved i think i think that does have to come as a separate update but we've been over that before we have yes um, yes. So, um, quickly looking through the rest of the list. I mean, the ones that were fixed, we'll just cross them off the list. Invincible Thargoid Heart. I, I really hope that this one is fixed. They are leaving it open, but um, 
just to make sure that um, the company, the the uh, uh, the player base agrees with the fact that they think it's fixed because they've marked it as fixed before, and then the anti-Zeno initiatives had come back. Oh no, you're not. And yeah, um, so they're being extra cautious with that one. Um, and it and. HSS signals in order to see that should contain interceptors are empty. They say that one's fixed. Dav hopes not spawning metals or materials. Hold on, hold on. That's fixed. What? You missed number nine. What, the joystick button? That's not first. fixed. I know, but I'm just, I'm just wondering. I don't think I've got a 32 button. I, how? I'm just thinking 32 buttons on your joystick. What? I can't think it's ever been... I've never, I've never mapped my... X fifty six or any other joystick or hotel I've had, and think, oh gosh, I really wish I had thirty three buttons, Matt. Well, I know of at least two people that have uh, joysticks with more than thirty two buttons, and one of them is is X Souverine because his Verpal had thousands, and I know the X fifty six. Is it the fifty six? I think the fifty six and the Warthog certainly have a lot more than thirty two buttons, and the, I, there are people out there with those kind of joysticks that would love to be able to use every single button because that's the kind of people they are. <laughs> um. Moving on from that one, we've got, uh, let's see, Dav's Hope not spawning materials. That one's been marked as fixed. Fleet carrying modules and finances not calculating towards assets has been fixed. And finally, supporting missions have been culled. They they say they fixed that one, so support missions are obviously going to become more available. Um, oh, and of course, the degraded ter terrain and textures compared to Horizons. Well, we'll we'll just have to wait and see what if that um, actually works because we've had people before saying, "Yeah, that's fixed," and no, it's not pretty enough. Um, you can, you can tell I'm a busy day at work because I'm in my work mindset at the moment, but I'm finding it quite interesting. That Is that why you're being an ass? No, no, I'm just I'm looking at the list and I'm thinking it's interesting that it only takes eighty six votes on an issue to get into the top 20. Yeah, but those issues have still got to be confirmed. Uh, the way the issue tracker works is you put in your uh, issue uh, and other people comment on it, and then Frontier confirm whether or not it is an issue. And out of all those confirmed issues, then you're able to vote on them. The problem I find is that a lot of the important bugs haven't even been moved to confirmed state yet. So we're seeing a lot of these um, votes, especially stuff like um, the, what is it, exposed tel uh, telem uh, telemetry data for motion simulators. Is there about 185 people who have got motion simulators? Because it, do it does seem that one's a bit of a... And it does mean that there are at least 211 people that want more than 32 buttons on their joystick. Rich well, people. I'm thinking of obvious one. Well, ones I found out today that apparently the um, filter by Star Type route is a bit bugged in that because you, you you know when you were doing a route and you think oh, I'll filter by Star Type to only do scoopable stars, you can do that once, but as soon as you go back to the galaxy map or log out, it resets again. So you then have to keep going and doing it, and you can't. Or let's say, well, I want to look for black holes. On the way so you do the search for black holes and ah yeah it's just it's so that was a much more annoying one for, for people i would imagine 
and would need more than 86 votes. I'm just surprised. It, they hate, it's, it's so such a low number, but maybe that's just me. Colin? Uh, you think we might have lost to Colin? Are you still here, Sean? I'm here. I'm here. I'm still here. So I think we we can move swiftly on. But it's it's good. It's good they post this list up and also a response to each one though. So yes, we've been a bit. Well, I've been a bit snarky about it, but it's Mm -hmm. good at least they're providing information with a bit of description around it. So it's still a it's still a a loose thumbs up for me for this. Yeah, agree. I mean, it's nice. It's nice. It's there. No massive surprises. We'll find. We'll get. Yeah, we'll get update seven probably sometime next week. We'll see how that adds in things. We'll get to update eight, maybe even sometime next month, but probably the month after. And we'll see what happens, I guess, won't we? So we'll move. Shall we move on from that? Or is there anything else anyone wants to say about the issue tracker? Well, so far they've done an update as monthly. And I know yeah. it's extrapolating, but do we foresee update eight in October? Update nine November? I, I, I'm extrapolating, but who knows? I would. I'm very cautious of waiting and seeing. I I think glowing as it's getting closer to um to winter and to Christmas and all of that sort of malarkey. I would be surprised if they kept it monthly. I would say we'd probably get update eight maybe towards the end of November or mid-November. And then if we were getting an update nine would probably be January. And then maybe 10 might be a console release, possibly. Well, um, Black Sky Legion's actually raising a probably a, quite a valid point about the uh, inc- imp- exposing the telemetry data for motion simulators that, yeah, it'll be awesome for motion simulators. It might be even better for botters. That's um, very true. Yeah, that is indeed very true. Or, Can you give your me an initial thoughts? Is very true. I'd, I'd have to stop and think, probably. But yeah, uh, admittedly, I'm out of touch with um, elite peripherals and all that. But can you give us an example of what the motion simulator would be? Yeah, I guess so. So, okay, were you ever at the arcades in the '90s, maybe early 2000s, Shan? And there was a top. I think there was a Top Gun simulator. Or there's a Top Gun arcade game that will put you into like a ball that you had to strap yourself in. Oh, and it like rotated round. Yeah, Afterburner, no, after. that's it. And it rotated round and things like that. Remember that? Yeah, that's almost what they're on about. I've seen somebody had a thing at LaveCon where basically they, they, they put you put on some VR goggles, you had your your cock your cock uh, your joystick and um there was a hot ass joystick at your sides and then basically the seat moved sort of up um sort of tilted forward tilted backwards rolled left rolled right i think that's all that it did but at least gave you the like some of the stuff that you get in a simulator interesting um and yeah i mean this was just a homebrew thing that somebody did and it was awesome uh there is also i believe Psychic, you're probably more aware of this than I am, but you might not be. That there was a wasn't there a seat as a peripheral that was being marketed for this kind of thing as well? A seat? Yeah, it was like a, it was like re, from what I remember seeing it was like a really low down seat that you sort of really sort of you know, went down into, but then it it sort of like was had wheels on the cardinal direction. It was like on casters, and it would move. Yes, and, and it uh, would roll the bucket seat around. Basically. Oh, vaguely, it was very, yeah. very, very expensive. It was. It was crazy but, um, expensive, but I, it was the same kind of 
you know, up, down, left, right, you know, the kind of thing that... The kind of stuff that you've got in an arcade um, Yeah, basically. Well. Like an arcade from the 90s kind of idea. That, like like Afterburner, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, except Afterburner actually went upside down, which is why they always had a guy standing on it, or standing looking after it, and you were fully strapped in. But my problem with, awesome. like, motion rigs and Elite Dangerous and stuff like that is because we don't have... Because we don't have... Um, gr- uh, like a gravitational we have, pull. We have gravity, but we do have so, fr- well, we've got frost gravity. Yeah, I suppose. There, there is a cheaper way of doing this than buying expensive machinery. Because I remember doing, because I remember doing it uh, a while ago with uh, one of the flight sim games I was playing. Oh, I bet you Shan's involving like sit in your chair and get your kids to move you about or something, isn't it? Exactly. Yes, you sit in your kid and you you, you give your kid you have a you have a tube of Smarties on your desk. And you pay them one smarty each for every five minutes they do this. For so every then, five minutes, one smarty. Kids yeah. are more shrewd than that. Not a chance. No, like well, at the time my kids weren't because you know they, they trust that. They were used to it. Adding to the origin story. <laughs> well, you well, 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 what else you? What else good are kids if you can't use them for manual labour? Moving on. Um, so we also had. Um, the update seven is also going to have some. There's going. Sorry, there's as well as update seven, which is Odyssey only. There is going to be a Horizons slash console update at some point in September. We hope. Um, we'll see how that appears. They're not committing to anything apart from the fact that the Horizons update will indeed be also for the console. Right. So, so this is. PC. It's not just a this, PC one. This is Horizons on not console. update eight. It's not, Horizons on console and PC. Right, so it's not... I just want to clarify this because it's Horizon slash console. So yeah. it's not going to be Odyssey on console update. It's Horizon Absolutely. on console. Yeah, completely Horizons. Um, some point in December, that's about all we know. Um, and Psychic, do you want to talk about what's going on on Thursday? We've spoken about it um, a little bit already. Yeah. Any more you want to say or should we move on after that? Um... Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm 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 looking forward to it. Um, but um, I'm good. Yeah. I think one one other thing, if I remember correctly, in today's Super Cruise news, that didn't I see your artwork getting featured? Oh, oh, sorry. Is this the time when we're going to do my twenty minute segment on how to get the perfect picture and getting stellar screenshots? Well, Colin's not here, so we can. Why not? <laughs> Um, I was so chuffed about that. I did. I was so so excited. It's so silly to get excited about a screenshot in a video game, but um, it was all on the back of that um, that Highford's Cash stuff from last week, yeah, or the week before, whenever. And I was just, I was taking so many pictures, man. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a real pretty there's a real pretty um, Thargoid site there. It's great. Yeah. It's great, and it was so well lit. It was like proper sunlight. So happy. It was. It was a very pretty one, and it was a good shot. So yeah, and I think I mean, as they said, it's that it's very definitely the 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 archetypal shape for the whole Thargoid base, and it's just a lovely example of it as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, it's great. They also um. I, I don't know whether... Yeah, no, it's worth mentioning it here. Yeah. Um, that there is um, going to be 
a com the community goal on Thursday, according to Bruce, if you're out of the bubble, is worth getting back to the bubble for. That's Bruce with Bruce's words, not mine. Yeah, Bruce is excited about it. It might be good. Hopefully, it'll be good. Um, I guess we'll we'll find out on Thursday. I, I mean, are are you? I'm trying to think of a. a I'll sort the delicate way of saying this. Do you think Bruce is just being excited because he has to be excited about no, it? No, I think that, I think there's it. some I think there's something good come in. I think we're gonna get I think we're gonna get something if we um if we participate. I think it's gonna be a good one. I've um Bruce, in my opinion, Bruce isn't one to say something if he doesn't wholeheartedly agree with it. And I think him going out of the way to say something like that is indicative of there being uh potential for something interesting. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's just going to be like some kind of fancy new engineering thing about, I don't know, a sca an improved scanner that is also lightweight or something, say? Or do you think it's going to be actually... I think it's going to have... I think something, it's going to something. Have, I think it's going to have law smatterings Ooh. over it, especially if, the fa if they're doing... If they're given the, the fact that they're doing the law thing, I, I think it might yeah, be like... Yeah, I think yeah. it might be a salvation re-emergence um i don't know obviously i don't know but um yeah. i would i would put i would put a couple of quid on it yeah now, would you fly an adder on it hell no <laughs> actually i think i've flown an adder before for some kind of buckyball race i'm sure there's mm. been an adder involved somewhere along the lines i, I don't adder i don't hate it yeah for speed bowling and for certain things like that i think adders are perfectly accept acceptable um Obviously, hungry, hungry haulers. It has to be a hauler. Um, but yeah, I think I think adders are okay. They're not terrible. They're not terrible. Not that I own one. Actually, do I? I don't think I might own one. I don't know. Have you ever owned one? I might. I can't remember. What is it you normally do speed bowling in? Is that an adder or is that a hauler? Is that a viper? I've never done it. No. One of one of the things that you wouldn't have thought you should do a race in. Is either an adder or a hauler, and I think I got one for that. I thought uh, it was a hauler. Okay, so it might be a hauler then that I took out to the view. Um, so I did that. Although the adder um, doesn't make a, didn't used to make a bad exploration ship. Right. Okay. So Niggles is saying there's two adders waiting for Colin's return, but <laughs> Col Col Colin has vanished out of the face of the galaxy. Uh, so ho hopefully he's okay. Um, and yeah, Clyde Atlas is confirming that the hauler is indeed the traditional vehicle for speed bowling, and the Viper is if you're actually trying to be competitive about it. So, not an adder, it's a hauler. Right, anyway, should we move on to the in-game events and Garnet and stuff like that? Uh, yep. Right, in that case then, so on the 1st of September, which was last, oh, who cares, uh, the Federation was criticised by the Alliance of the Olympia and the Empire, and I don't, I've not actually read, um, I don't know much that I've read. Oh, that. hi. I'm kind of a fan of like Galnet and Law and stuff. Um, Excellent. Why don't you do it? <laughs> so on, on Thursday, um, the Federation was um, uh, criticized by both the Alliance and the Empire because um, everyone's leaving the Feds. Um, and there were oh, lo I'm... lots of wonderful newspaper articles, which I, I love the newspaper articles. I, I, I left, I stopped doing things willingly for the Feds back in 3303. When the twats went off and, you know, I went off and rescued some innocent civilians and they went off and said, ah, oh, you've got innocent civilians in your hold. We'll fine you. And now you're banned from our systems. 
I would I will choose the Fed if it's a um a competition between the Fed and the uh, um empire or the fed and the alliance something like that normally because you know corvette is love corvette is life yeah but, um if it if the option is um independent always choose independent uh, no i'm i would be indie alliance empire fed fed very yeah but I, that, that's, that's purely because of my bad experiences with the federals um that with ben the never fed, oh god no <laughs> i mean i uh, which I'm sure this would be a shock to all of you, but I'm completely mercenary about what side I choose. It's whatever pays the most. Whatever pays. Yep, that does not surprise any of us, I think. No, none at all, none at all. Um, on the second, we had the CG um, for uh, Onion Head, producing Onion Head, Onion Head Gamma Strain, because it, it it's proven to have medicinal benefits. And the winners got a... Um, a uh, onion Head skin, onion head skin for Cobra, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't participate because you know I was busy. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! It might, it might have been you might, you might be philosophically, you know, against Onion Head or something. I don't know. No, I was ill, mate. I couldn't play. Um, we uh, had if you uh, take an Onion Head, you might have felt better. That's true. That is true. That's very true. I should rather that in mind. So, is this a little like someone like Pfizer selling marijuana at an inflated price? You mean the farmer? It sort of is, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit like the sort of official medicinal onion head, isn't it? Versus homegrown onion head. Yeah, uh, yeah, like like, ho- like stripping out all the um, all stripping out all the good parts. Yeah, stop making it fun. Yeah, oh, it's synthol, isn't it? It's like synthol in Star Trek. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? I was actually thinking it's a bit like California and what they did with Cal- with uh, marijuana that sort of only certain strains of marijuana marijuana are allowed to be consumed and it has to be gotten from all these things and all of the unofficial illegal marijuana had to be disposed of by burning obviously yeah. um but then you you then if you were growing marijuana it had to be these official strains then from then on yeah like um, cbd and stuff like that all that yeah all that kind of stuff i see i see it's a bit like that potentially yeah. On on the third of September, we had a a new starport become operational um, in LTT one nine eight. Um, after that mining initiative that happened the the week before, um, it's a new starport in the game. Then we had um, the Act scoring victories against the NMLA. Um, they've raided NMLA cells, arrested several thousand parliamentary activists, um, which is why I'm thinking Thursday is going to be law based because that was Monday and it Monday I find has a trend of hinting towards a CG. Um, but they they caught lots of NMLA people. I think we might have some burning stations on Thursday. We'll have to wait and see. Um, and then um, on the seventh, which is I believe today, um, the serious treaty would save Aegis, which I haven't even read yet. Um, Oh, yeah, no, balls to you, Aegis. You had your chance. That's about it, really. And Mayon saying we should have had a um uh we should have had a treaty and then it would have saved Aegis, but you know, everyone decided against Aegis. Do you think that the thing then what we're told to look forward to, as you say, could be burning stations, could be whatever. And then oh look, Mahon says, let's be let's get Aegis back into it. Let's all join Aegis to rescue the stations and beat the Blagoids. Do you think that's um 
a twist as like this. I do. I I think it, it could be like an ages versus salvation thing. It could be that. I, that might be the following week or um two weeks sort of down the line. Um, giving them sort of like uh the uh, a burning station or an explosion or more um NMLA attacks, giving Mahon the opportunity to say and giving him like the force behind him to say yes all of this x y and z needs to happen um i don't think in general i think the community has a long time ago decided nah fluff aegis it ain't worth it um let's see what this salvation can do because aegis have um messed up too many times although the, that is that missing aegis megaship has that appeared yet I don't, I don't think so. it has. I haven't. I haven't seen anything about it. If it has, I'm not aware. I'm sure our, our audience will correct us Absolutely. quickly enough if it has appeared. But I don't think it has. <clears throat> then um, it, it it might have something to do with that as well. But I think it's just it's going to be like a good. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, Kremen and Apoc um, both saying that the Alexandria is still missing. So perfect. Yeah. Um, it might have something to do with that. Then there's lots of things that could be very exciting. And apparently the reward is really good. So many reasons, but I think it'll be law-based. I mean, to um, paraphrase the life of Brian, what have Aegis ever done for us? Or lost megaships. Have have they actually given the player any goodies? I'm trying to think. I mean, other than gameplay and Thargoids and things like that, but what have Aegis done for us? Because I certainly wouldn't be sad to see them go. I agree. I don't think they... um... Uh, Apoc B. Kenny said the Alexandra is still missing. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, so Ben, anything in the newsletter? I didn't see, didn't get one this week. Did you? No, neither did I. But then again, that's not nothing new. I very rarely seem to get a newsletter. Still, so no, I've not seen anything in there either. Um, sorry, I'm also I'm just trying to arrange an inflatable column. Well, that leads us on to the most famous song on lay radio. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. A store alert, a store alert, a store alert, a store So, in this week's store alert, I see there's a Cobra Mark III skin that makes it look like an RAC truck. The Mark, the salvage skin. You seen this one? What the the orange, the orange yeah, just in blue. Yeah, yeah, it looks, looks like an RAC truck. It does a bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, although I didn't see it in a store alert nor on a tw- Twitter, but this could be. I heard that Arthur's been sick as well, so maybe the lack of social oh, over the over. I hope. <laughs> not not all over the cobra, no. I hope. But it's yeah. Not, it's not I wouldn't buy it because you know I've got I've got the wireframe skin for my Cobra, which I think is the only skin for Cobra Mark III. Sorry, anyone else, but yeah. Um it's all right. I mean I'm I'm trying to think what would you use it for? What if I was sort of role playing a Cobra pilot and whatever, would I would I have that bright orange ship for a salvage ship? Would I maybe use if you're a if you were a hull seal? Didn't that mean the Cobra a bit small to be a wholesale? Mm, I wouldn't have thought so, no. Anyway, I, I've done a spot of inflating while we've been away, and we are joined by the oh-so-lovely Mac Winston. Hello, can you hear me? 
Hello. We can. Just in time for an advert, I guess. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was in. Sorry, I was in the. My tardiness in accepting your invite was because I was being shot at by Colin. No, just by random NPCs. Oh, okay. Not even by an adder. Not even by an adder. No, I don't know what it was. It was. It was in a conflict zone. It could have been. Oh, that be the ultimate thing, wouldn't it be to be blown up by an adder if you're in something like a Corvette or something? Oh, wait, it have a job. Yeah. I got blown up by a vulture the other day. And you were in? A crate. Mm. It was a player. It was another player. It was in a conflict zone. And yeah. I found another player, and they had rather well-engineered... Uh, and and the, the thing is, uh, a, a decent pilot in a uh, vulture, they're quite hard to hit with fixed weapons and yeah. railguns, because that's what I use. I use fixed beams and railguns on this. And so, yeah, they rather... Well, I ran away because I got lots of shields. Were, but were the they in a sh- they shot, uh, shot, shot? Were they a shotgun one or something? No, it was like uh, it was or it was actually beams. Oh, oh wow, okay. Which was because um, I thought, oh yeah, I'll easily take him. No, yeah, <laughs> it all went horribly wrong. All fair, fair play to the guy. And then uh, I, 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 I've actually been kind of ganked in the sea today. I mean, we went swimming after work in the sea, and I yeah. got stung by oh, jellyfish. Oh, I wish I could. Oh, I, I wish and I it went all the, the tentacles went all down my legs, so I'm itching rather a lot right now. Have you have you gotten somebody to wee on your leg? <laughs> That's that, that is the cure, isn't it? For for sea for no, I getting. Have not. <laughs> but that is that is one of that is a a potential cure, isn't it? For for jellyfish things. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Am I right there? I've not heard that one. Oh, I'm going to have to Google this now. You are aware of that. I also got slightly sunburnt mm. on my thigh as well, so I'm just generally itchy tonight. <laughs> and no, nobody weed on that either. <laughs> um. So anyway, yes, I've I've completely lost the plot now. I don't. I, I can't remember what we're talking about. Other than... um, adverts. Adverts, yes. <laughs> You've flown ships at max speed. You've felt the power of the 30 megawatt mining laser. You've experienced the efficiency of the MB4 mining machine. Wow. But it leaves every hardcore miner with just one question. Why can't I get a shave that's that fast, close and efficient? Introducing the Saracen MB5 shaving drone. It's so smooth. Combining the power of a mining laser with the convenience of a drone. It's like every hair is targeted by a fighter and destroyed. Saracen's patented shaving drone attaches to your face at the start of the day. Leave it to do its work, and when you come back to check, your face is shaved. He's so smooth. It's like I'm mining my face. The Saracen MB5 shaving drone. Now I feel manly. Saracen Shaving, making shaving an unnecessary adventure. public service announcement from the fuel rats please stop what you're doing and pay attention if we can rescue you we will but you can help us help you by following these easy steps one 
fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. Two, note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. Three, if you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. Four, go to fuelrats.org and click get help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Want to tour the frontier? Travel with Colmac Reeve and our new fleet of passenger Starliners. We've opened up the universe for a range of budgets. Option one, luxury. My husband and I like to travel in comfort. The new luxury cabins were like a home away from home. After all, one's home is a castle. Option two, first class. We'd saved up a bit for a really special trip. The first class cabins were like nothing we've travelled in before. Really luxurious. Option three, travel cabin. We would a trip with Cormac Reeves' monthly lotto. A travel cabin for two on a Starliner around the solar system. Once in a lifetime for us, simply amazing. Option four, basic accommodation. Me and my mates just wanted to hitch around the universe. It's so great that we have the option of getting a really cheap cabin to see the sights. It saved us loads. And for the budget conscious and slaves, we have our cheapest option yet. Well, I needed it. And we won't sell any of those frozen passengers into slavery, I promise. Call Mac Reeves All Budget Tours. Seeing the galaxy from luxury to freezing tubes. And welcome back. So in this week's main topic, we just kind of got thinking um, between us during the week. And we asked ourselves the question, are there any technologies today that we could see evolving into the technology used in 3307? Or alternatively, is the technology in 3307 that has regressed from what we have today? So I'm going to pick on someone and say... Ben, what do you reckon? Yes. Uh, go on. Oh, you're more than that. Um, so I do feel quite strongly, actually, that networking technology seems to have regressed since our time to 3307, uh, especially of simple data transmissions and things like that. Okay, fine. The distances are increased. Oh, for God's sake, I'm being interdicted by height, I think. Moving on, Shan, could you take over a second? Okay, well, we sort of want you to get blown up. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, networking. I don't know. I don't think it's regressed because you just say there's a distance, but then I'm not sure we could transmit the hollow me stuff with lack of sufficient lag with wirelessly. So I'm not sure that's regressed. Oh. Well, why can't we share like um, market data and all that kind of stuff? There are so many things that seem to be unable to be shared that we can just get so easily these days. Well, I was actually thinking the mobile tech, because at the moment, if you look in Odyssey, you have mm -hmm. to wander to the screen, don't you? Or you have to go to the ship to pick up a mission and sell stuff. But now we can almost live our entire lives from our phone screen. Yeah. We, can on, we can online bank, we can buy stuff, we can do shopping, we can look. We don't need to go to a place to do our shopping, really. No. I mean, I can, hell, I can, I, can, I can do my Tesco shopping from my phone 
from a ta- in a taxi going from you know going down to Birmingham if I wanted to. And yeah, I, I suspect you couldn't do that in thirty three or seven. So what about? Um, I think also computer tech has gone backwards as well, and I know there are law reasons for that, which we which we can touch on. But I think computer tech has gone backwards, and my evidence for that is: what's the weight of a docking computer in Elite? Too heavy. It's, it's, I was going to say it's over a ton, isn't it? Too heavy. It should be a little. There should be a separate thing. Yeah. And I will. I will. It should. It should just come built in on ships, and you should have the opportunity to be able to turn it off. Should be part of the ship's bloody computer. I mean, like an options pack when you buy a BMW or something. It's like, uh, oh, you're buying the uh, the space station pack, and you just tick the options box, and you get the docking computer and. Yeah, well, if you if you have it, you can turn it off. You don't have to use it if you have it. It shouldn't take up a ton's worth of space. That's no. dumb. All of the all of that kind of stuff is a bit weird. Um, was... All that stuff is basically not to make the module system in the game too complicated. Because in reality, it'd be something like a, a interface card you put into your wherever the main computer housing is. Mm-hmm. A bit like a, a PCIe card or something like that. A bit like a graphics card. Uh, because um, some of you people may make the argument, well, the docking computer needs things like actuators and servos. Well, it doesn't because you already have those because the ships will already be fly-by-wire. I mean, they're not they're not going to be... It's not going to be mechanical linkages to valves and stuff, um, especially with the frame shift drive. So I think really it's... Because to make all this stuff like it would be in the real world, like with an aircraft today. If you want to fit an autopilot, it's a box that goes in in the instrument panel and a couple of servos, um, and it doesn't weigh very much. But the thing is, you need a, then a separate module system for like computer modules, for instance, like the docking computer and what you know, this, that, and the other. So you'd, you'd, you'd end up having this plethora of, of module systems, and it's from a coding and understanding how the game works point of view, it's probably easiest just to have the module system we have now. That's probably why they did it. It's, it's, you know, it's a, a bit of a trade-off between realism and gameplay. So what would, the, what would the argument be to not having it in every ship as standard and then giving commanders the opportunity to turn it on and off? As and when they wanted to, because it would be a crutch. Nobody like, would learn. Nobody. You have to. You have to pay your dues and learn how to dock manually. Before. Well, you can just it's turn good. the docking computer off to do that. And it's what if a, you don't want to? Because otherwise, nobody would ever dock manually. Nobody would learn how. So it's a bit like you know why you don't why your driving license is restricted if you learn in an automatic car. You know, it's because you. So everybody learns in a manual, even though automatics exist, uh, because it's kind of a rite of passage. Um, certain countries this might not apply to, like the United States, but certainly, uh, certainly in Europe, where your driving license is based on the most complicated thing you can drive. Um, so it, that's probably the idea behind it, is they, they probably thought, well, if we give everybody a docking computer by default, no one will learn how to dock. It'll be the... It'll be the um, preserve of the fl- the FA off enthusiasts and no one else. So they probably decided, well, we need everybody needs to pay their dues and learn how to actually fly their ship. So we'll 
But when you, you get your sidewind, there's no docking computer in it. But you just but what, answered your argument with a with an argument saying, okay, well, people, every ship has got flight assist, and people turn flight assist off. Do you do you, do you see where I'm coming from? But, like, for, for, but for newbie, uh, flying with FA off is basically impossible. But wouldn't okay. you make it part of the driving test, so to speak? Can you dock without a docking key? The same as like parallel. And then you've got burning stations as well. Burning stations, you can't use a docking computer. So there's the forcing tip someone to learn without a, fly without a docking computer right there. Like any emergency procedure, it's best to learn it when you're not actually trying to dock with a burning station. So you can turn it off and then learn to do it then. I, I know, yeah, I know, I'm being, I'm, I'm being an asshole for for a particular reason, but um, it, it, I'm just trying to come like show you an argument to that mentality. So we think the limitation is a cultural one rather than a technological one. Yes, and that's probably the same with market data too, as well, because you think of it. I mean, you'd have to transmit it with some fancy frame shift drive based transmitter to make it go fast in the speed of light, which obviously exists because the news gets out. But there's probably some weird legal rule in 3307 that says you can't do that. Not that it's not possible, but that it's it's a um, it's a people problem, not a technology problem. Wasn't there something in the Dark Wheel novella that said something like you sharing market data wasn't allowed or something as part of the Pilots Federation? And I haven't got the Dark Wheel in front of me, but I seem to remember the topic was addressed. Yeah, but, I seem to remember that too. But then again, in the Elite Frontier, I think it was Frontier 2 or Elite 2, you could buy a module that looked at the market data, but I think that was just in system, wasn't it? You didn't have to dock to see it. You could pick up the market data when you were in system. Um, do you remember that, Ben? Do you remember Front, Frontier Two? I didn't play. I didn't play uh, Frontier. All right. I, I, I was remember. too busy with girls and university and things. Yeah, I, I don't remember anything like that in Frontier or in First Encounters. It might have been something you could buy from the station menu. Um, it was a module, I think you could buy. I can't. I, yeah. It's been so many years, but so it's a cultural thing. And I'm, I'm, I mean, we know from the law that proper AI is banned. So machine sentience basically is banned by convention. So that's why there isn't um, too much tech like that. You know, there are no Cylons, for example, in Elite, which I think is sensible, really. Or but. neither your plastic pal who's fun to bleep be with either. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I'm trying to think of what. I mean, data storage as well, I think, is has regressed per se, because you think about your, your when your shit's blown up, you lose all your exploration data, and somehow your, your pilot appears back at the station. Well, it takes quite a lot to destroy a black an aircraft black box now. So is that an area, do you think, where things have regressed? The black box, so to speak, is too easily destroyed? Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Sean. Sorry, Mac. Go. Depends how much data, because obviously in the actual game, when you explore, there isn't that much data. But it depends how much in the in universe, how much data there's assumed to be. Is it like terabytes per surface scan, or yeah, something that's something that even in thirty three oh seven you can't secrete um, on your person? I I would also say, who says that? The data that we're holding our biological samples or even navigation data is in a black box 
versus in an Acme Inc. storage device that's strapped to the outside of your hull. Yeah, but why would you do that? What? Because all, all it would take for... Like your, black, all... your black box doesn't contain like the contents of your phone phone calls or the data that store in the is, cloud. But yeah, but you you probably won't have access to the cloud. So like I'm um, think of it like uh, when you're on a plane, you've got you've got a few hard drives with the movies on it that are being streamed out to people. But then you've actually got the black box inside of its real thing. So this I see closer to okay, we've got a couple of hard drives that are shoved somewhere. You know, a bit like you've got a key, uh, USB key fob or something like that. That's where it's what it's stored on, not in the black box. The thing is, though, if the Acme Shan Incorporated mm-hmm. came up with a, hey, we will store your exploration data in the ship's black box, or it, or a, a yeah, but you wouldn't be allowed like to because you know, right. you're, yeah, the device like it. Fair enough. Like you get you you can get home UPSs and things. Yeah. Yeah, so so basically, I get I'd, I'd use the the same box they use to put the flight recording in, and then I'd store all exploration data in a separate box inside the ship, right next to it. Yeah, you might, but maybe you know whoever did the got the cheapest build for the Cobra didn't or something. I don't know. Or since we can transmit holomies and data instantly across vast distances, I'd just store it in the cloud. Well. I'd store a lot of stuff in the cloud that we can't, but that's another story. Yeah, Holomies, I think, broke a lot of the law of Elite Dangerous. Yeah, so. I found the whole Holomies thing unsatisfying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Holomies, it's great for gameplay convenience, and it's terrible for not breaking your brain if you think about it too hard. So what about the actual energy source? I think we are so we're at least several hundred years away from the sorts of energy oh, yeah. generation. Easily. That, that and the see. whole warping and bending of space. I mean, that's the whole thing behind the frame shift drive. If it's if anything like that's even possible within the laws of physics, assuming it is, we don't have the foggiest idea how to do it today. I, I thought I read we were closer than that, but the main stumbling block was generating the amount of energy needed to do it. Energy is definitely a key factor in like things like the Albuquerque drive, I believe. So that's I, what you're getting at. Well, um, because what the question was, was what tech have we got today that we can see evolving into tech in 3307? Um, Well, we do do have the theoretical physics behind the Albuquerque drive and behind... Oh, however you want to pronounce it. (laughs) That's a a town in New Mexico. It's where... We've had the Walter White drive. (laughs) Basically, it's a warp drive by another name, isn't it? Yes. Um, I thought it was Albuquerque or something like that, but I might be wrong. Albuquerque, I, I don't know how you pronounce it, Albuquerque or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then aren't Einstein Rosenbridge is theoretically possible as well? Um, and them, I see basically like the instantaneous travel that we're getting going between the stars. We also, have, in 3307, radio technology has clearly advanced quite a bit. Uh, to put it into context, um, Using standard radio waves, um, the path losses going sort of distance of light years is absolutely brutal. I think to to the nearest star, you're talking two or three hundred dB of path losses. Now, with with a decibel, basically uh, for measuring power, each ten dB of attenuation 
you move the decimal point one left place. So 200 dB of attenuation, for instance, you'd have to move the decimal point left 200 times is how much power is remaining from the transmitter. Uh, and one one little tidbit of information about this, if there were a civilization exactly the same development as us in 2021, and they took their most powerful, most directional transmitter, pointed it straight at the Earth, and transmitted, we wouldn't be able to receive it from 12 light years away. So this is incidentally a possibility why we may not have heard any electronic evidence of another civilization it's just the signal will be so incredibly weak by the time it gets here we don't we literally don't have a receiver sensitive enough yet and yet but evidently in 3307 we have much better wireless telecommunications because we can transmit galnet news across the whole bubble and even just the hops, even oh, if you accept there has to be a some kind of hyperspace relay station every so often, the the fact that we're even you know just getting it from one system to the next is a feat that again we we can't even fathom how to how to do well. We I mean we we can theorize about it. It's just more power really, and a more sensitive receiver and a bigger dish, but. At the end of the day, we can't do it. And in the elite dangerous world, it's just routine. So evidently, wireless, I, I hasten to call, I don't really want to call it radio because it's, it's the fact that you don't have to wait 12 years for a message to go 12 light years um, means there's some other hand wavium technology involved. But it's clearly, even without the hand wavium, it's clearly vastly superior to anything we've got now or will have anytime soon and uh, for, for people listening yes we realize a lot of it's done for gameplay um but we're, we're for the moment we're pretending it's not done for gameplay because it's interesting we're pretending uh, just like sagittarius i did we're pretending the the elite dangerous universe is real so what about suit spacesuit technology because i think that's an area where we're probably closest would you agree yes oh i don't know i mean i think you know, our flight suits are closer to our like wetsuits of today, I'd say, aren't they? Yeah. You know, whereas you look at what we need to do a bulky uh, an EVA, it's like you're in a low pressurized environment, so you're going down from one atmosphere down to is it a third atmosphere or something like that? Um, plus, you're wearing essentially a suit of armor that takes about an hour and a bit to put on. And you still have to decompress to get into it and recompress to get out of it. Whereas our flight suits are one atmosphere as convenient to use as a wetsuit. And we can go from one atmosphere to a vacuum with just like flicking a helmet down. Well, that's a Remlock system, isn't it? Yeah, but even if you don't put the Remlock, the Remlock's the emergency thing. But, you know, just putting your helmet on, you're not having to decompress and all that kind of stuff. I'm, you know, so it's, we can do it, but we're along. We're what we have in Elite Dangerous is so much more convenient. Oh, it is, but it's it, you can see how you can see how the lease of technology would advance to that point. I think yeah. the suits, materials, well, technology has improved. The the only thing with the Remlock suit to go down uh, the usual Lave Radio scatological route 
is it's going to be a hell of a faff to go to the toilet because you've got to get that like skin suit off. You know, why? You wanna... Why would you? What? Why would you want to get it off? Because presumably you just you want the poo the, to the, exit. You don't. Presu- to... I'm assuming it all gets recycled in your suit. Yeah, it's like a like a steel suit from Dune. I always thought you went to the loo, number one, number two in your suit. It then goes into a collection something in the suit where it's filtered and whatever, and it's then filtered back for you into uh, nutrition. I'm not sh- how does that because the Remlock suit is like skin tight and very form fitting. I can see how that would work with like the other suits you get in Odyssey now, whatever they're called. Um, like uh, if I look at my hit, uh, oh, I don't know what loadouts, let's look at my loadouts. What suits are the Artemis Maverick and Dominator suits, which are a bit more, you know, they've got more stuff, but the, the Remlock ship suit is just like the skin tight thing. The, the other thing the I've got, the other thing I've got as evidence for the waste recycling function of the suit is the way you walk when you get out of your ship. I don't know. I think I walk quite normally when I get out of the ship. Perhaps it does kind of look like you shut yourself. Yeah, totally. I so I, I guess so, but I think it's it's in terms of mobile tech. I think we are we're thinking that it's degraded. I mean, what about uh, personal transport? Because the only personal transport we see are the yellow lorries in the space station outside of ships and the SRV. Because I think the SRV could be made today. I'm not sure we can make it quite... Because the SRV is... Everybody goes on about them being flimsy, but they're not really. I mean, you can drive the SRV off a cliff. The SRV's a bloody tank. It'll... it'll, Okay, you'll take some hull damage, but you'll mostly survive. And, you know... If you've ever driven one in VR, you know those those pebbles people keep going on about stopping the SRV. You realise actually they're about you know they're actually quite large these rocks when you run into them. Um, and you know doing that sort of thing in say uh, you know a van which is about the size of an SRV, you know at th- thirty-five meters a second is about seventy miles an hour. It's, it's roughly one meter a second is two miles an hour. You imagine hitting one of those rocks at 70 miles an hour, even in like a Series 1 Land Rover. Things aren't going to go very well. But is that because materials technology has advanced to the point we yes. absorb it? Yeah, so the SRV is actually a lot tougher than people credit it for. We also have to bear in mind that the SRV has these lovely thrusters on it to help counter low gravity and also to allow it to jump. And I wish you could turn those thrusts off sometimes. The one that keep you pressed on the ground. Mm. I would like to sometimes be able to turn them off. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean the biggest thing, I guess, which improves toughness as SRVs and things is the, uh, is the shield. I don't think we've got anything yeah. close to a shield, have we? Or the glazing technology. Think, think of our ships. If I, if I look at my Crate Mark II, which I'm sitting in right now, it's got this enormous glass house. And you, you, you think you're sitting inside, you've got... Um, You've got fourteen point seven pounds per square inch inside that. And you you add all those square inches of that huge glass area. The glazing technology is just mind blowing. The fact that it it takes so much to make it blow out because everybody complains about the canopy getting blown out. The the fact that when your shields go down, it does take quite a bit to actually make it blow out. Maybe in Elite we've got transparent aluminum or something like that again. Yeah. Well, that that's actually a thing. Actually, it's a, it's an aluminium compound, the transparent aluminium. But it, it there is there is a 
very, very tough, transparent aluminium compound, in quotes, glass that has been developed. So well, that is a that, thing. Well, I was about to say, actually, um, a Tesla use a, um, a form of glass that can withstand the, the weight of two African elephants standing on it. So, yeah, so that's pretty strong glass. So I can see how that would happen. We could get that strong glazing. But then, of course, you get the, uh, the odd paper canopy on some ships as well. You know, you just sneezes it and your canopy shatters. So don't quite know how that works. Yeah, but those same canopies are still holding in full atmospheres of glass in an absolutely humongous environment. So, you know, whilst you might slag it off for getting shot at with a gun... You is still holding in a very, very a whole lot of pressure. But one atmosphere in the vacuum. I mean, how hard is that to hold? Very in? hard. You know, you think well, about yeah. You know, there's a whole reason why uh, windows on airplanes are teeny tiny and circular, or at least rounded corners. And if you look at things like the International Space Station or, or the space shuttle, um, the windows on it are kind of small. Even the cupola, it doesn't have huge mm. windows. And they're, they're small windows, and they're extremely thick. Um, they're certainly not to the scale of... Um, or uh, Even better example is, like, say, the Type 9, which is an enormous bubble on the front. I mean, the view out of a Type 9 is absolutely superb, um, and it's, which makes it actually quite good exploration ship, really. Um, but, yeah, the... The glazing technology, the the whatever the transparencies, let's call them, are made. They're, they're also curved. They're not flat as well. They're also interesting shapes, like the crate, the the bit in front of you. There is no bar going across the middle of the screen, but it's got this big bend in it, and yet it's it holds up remarkably well to punishment. So full of full and full of um, sort of credit for whoever did the glass in our cockpits. It's, it's... Yeah, I'm sitting here in a bubble of glass, and it's bloody impressive, really. The the other thing is the, the, talking about talking the the canopies is people say, oh, the cockpits are too big, the, the the glass area is too much. But the thing is, if you had this glazing technology, you wouldn't make tiny little cockpits. Everybody wants a nice big panoramic view, and if you got the technology to do it, you'd do it. Sorry, Judas Beetlejuice is shooting me at the moment, and I'm not quite sure what with. Nice, nice, Jude. Go for it. Do apparently. it. Apparently. I thought, yeah, I was going to say it's not something. It's not something hurt that's hurting me. It's just like, what is that? Is it tickling? Does it tickle? It, it does tickle. Yeah, I think I actually got rid of my mining lamp, my mining laser on this ship. Yeah, so it's, it's a mining the, laser. So, in terms of stuff that's regressed, I think the mobile tech, you know, the online shopping and stuff like that. I think that's kind of gone backwards because we should be able to pick missions up from our phone. You should be able to do much more without needing to stand at a terminal. I think, and the comm yes. stuff in functionality-wise, that's gone backwards. So why should we have to go to a certain station to clear our bounties, for example? Why can't we just, for a you know, handling fee, go to any station and do them? Well, I think, again, as Max was saying, I think it, yeah. it's, it's a people thing rather than a technical thing, I think. Because you can do that with a uh, broker. You know, the, um... Yeah. Uh, what what they're called? You can even do it on a carrier, a fleet carrier, if if they've got if the service has been installed by the owner. Well, interstellar, interstellar um, factors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For certain things, I don't think you can clear bounties on a carrier, but you can so, certainly turn in bounties on a carrier. If you if you got bounties and combat bonds, you can uh, you can do that. 
but yeah it's jurisdiction rather than it's a people problem not a technology problem in that thing but yeah i do i always thought the terminals and whatnot were kind of incongruous i but again it they it was probably a gameplay decision rather than because it should be obvious that we'd yeah we'd at least have something like you have in the expanse you know on those uh nice little terminals with a where holographic things can sort of fly out the sides yeah i mean they're done for gameplay reasons i i i know but you do think someone could make serious money in elite just simply in the universe of elite sorry just by thinking a bit progressively down the track you know if you can't like market data which said that but also things like obvious things um like if we can 3D print fighters, and that's the other thing that yeah we we can yeah if we can 3D print equivalent of fighters, then why can't we do the same for SRVs? Well, I think frankly, I think we should be able to. But you know, this is different teams developing different things and coming up with different hand wavium for different things. Um, don't expect any kind of consistency, sadly, and that's a personal bugbear that winds me up. Because in, in in gameplay wise, it's a little bit like Star Trek, I suppose. In that you know, in Star Trek, is they'd be facing this ship-ending threat, and then the engineering or data yeah. would come up with some MacGuffin that fixed it in the last ten minutes of the episode, and then it's promptly forgotten about, and no, they don't ever. Never think, oh, yeah, again. it's never used or referenced again, yep. and it feels a little bit like that here. And whether that's a necessity of of having a consistent universe, I'm not qualified to know. But it, it does seem strange that you had invented the MacGuffin and it's completely forgotten about next episode. Yeah, I would. I mean, I think I don't want to get back on Shan's soapbox or Ben's soapbox, but my God, I wish they'd be consistent with their MacGuffins. Um, there are, yeah, and I, I think we move on from that before I get annoyed. Yeah, I, I think we'll... Um, We'll move on to the next topic, I think. So thanks, Matt, for coming by. You're still welcome to stay, of course. But I think it's um I think it's worth I think it's been quite interesting to think of things that we can see happening and other things that completely are illogical, but kind of hey. Um so that moves us on now to uh community corner, I think. I think it probably does. Where are we? Um blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we absolutely corner. are on community corner, yeah. yeah. So, shall I cover this one then? You're there. I am there. So, Commander Veronica discovered, at least as far as I'm aware, Commander Veronica um, discovered a 45G world in the KOI 1701 system. Um, It's Veronica on EDSM, that's why I'm getting it. But I think, let's just actually, I was going to check uh, who it is in the system map. That's something we can do. Is it the same person? Yes, it is. It's indeed, it is indeed Commander Veronica, so that's okay. Um, so they found this thing, and it's been, you know, positively sort of located, um, and a bunch of the speed bowlers are thinking about it as we speak. Um, there have been a couple of speedball attempts, uh, for example, by uh, Rock Jock and various other folks like that. However, this is a big however, it's almost certainly some kind of bugged outlier because its stats are closer to that of a gas giant. Um, and despite the fact that it's 45G, 
According to the math that Commander Phobia's done, the actual speeds are closer to that of a 10G world. Um, theoretically, if we were on a th- if we we're on a 45G world, we should be able to get final speeds of approximately 13,300 meters a second, not 6,000-ish meters a second. Um, so there might be issues with this, the planet. Um, say that, though, as far as I'm aware, this is the highest landable planet that has been found. Who knows what Frontier are going to do with it, if they're going to leave it, or if it's a bug. If it's going to one day rewake and suddenly find out it's a gas giant, we just don't know. Well, hopefully they'll leave it. They'll, they'll treat it like Meter, and, like, like Meter and Hollow, because Meter and Hollow was the bug, wasn't it? Which they decided to leave in and not fix. Yeah, I, ho- I hope it'll be left in, at least until the next time they go off and bake the, the simulation again. So yeah. have they just discovered this planet is 45G? or it, the, the whole planet 10... has just been discovered, apparently. Right, okay, so it wasn't 10G, and then an update, it got transformed. No, no the whole planet's only just been found. No, it's about six six Kylies away from the bubble. So it's yeah, it's not close, but it's not too far either. Um, so are you going to attempt to land on it now? I've attempted and failed to speedball down to it. I was actually about to start landing when you started talking to me. Uh, so I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to attempt to talk and land at the same time because that way lies issues. Well, that's okay. We've got we've got other things to talk about to. Um... Well, if you want to talk amongst yourselves while I try and land, we can you can do that. Well, like, we can give a running commentary, can't we? We can kind of we can kind of do a the um, running commentary. We can kind of go, do on, ben, go do it. Go land on the planet. We, we can do a Hindenburg. We can do a Hindenburg. Oh, still going a bit quick, I reckon. What do you reckon, Mac? Oh, I don't think he's. I don't think his sync rate's okay at the moment. I think the sync rate's okay. I th- I think the speed is forward speed, which is yeah, my speed easily, is forward velocity. You can easily deal with get rid of your forward speed when you uh, yeah when you actually get close to the ground. And the ground, I would imagine, is fairly flat. So finding a suitable landing spot, actually, it does look kind of wrinkly. Maybe think, finding a suitable landing spot is going to be a bit of a challenge. I've got a cunning plan for you, Ben. What What is your cunning plan? Is it as cunning as Baldrick's? More so, go silent running so the ground can't see you. <laughs> that's not how these things work. Okay, under one kilometre. Oh, God, that's fast. Okay, landing gear deployed, slowing <laughs> down. Good luck, good luck, good luck. Get rid of some forward speed before. Yeah, that's easy enough. All the parameters are looking quite good for landing there. We did, when, when Horizons launched, we did this thing in the EIC. I think mm. it was Akinas, is it Akinas 6, which is quite high... Yeah, nine, wasn't it? I can't well, I can't nine. One of those, it's got quite high G, and we we posted on Reddit. Oh, we okay. found this really good six thousand credit a ton profit trade route, and, then <laughs> so it and watched it rain anacondas. It was <laughs> it was superb. I'm at four hundred and fifty meters now. You could see the panic because they're pointing those. They'd be coming in nose down, and realizing they weren't going to get stopped, and you'd see the. All of them would do it. They'd all pitch up and boost, and they just yeah. kept falling, and then they'd hit the ground and bounce a couple yeah. of times. I think, I think you've got this, Ben, because as I say, your 74 has been 76, and you're 450 metres up now. Yeah. Right. Yes, it's, it's a great-looking planet, though. I know we talked about planets it, being... It really is. I think it's quite a pretty planet. I agree with you. Okay, I'm unsuitable um, straight sort of... here. It's definitely a bit screwy parameter-wise, because... 
it doesn't look as though when you're flying it like a high G world. Yeah. When you're pitching down, I'm sure pretty much if you pitch down slightly, whoops if you i just saw you sink to the ground unsuitable terrain uh 92 percent okay yes so can you get out your srv will see my gravity um so yeah definitely can't get out srv says deploy you can get you can go out in in an srv you can yeah see that's the other thing we talk about technology that's the other thing that's strange because you're going out on a 10g world equivalent yeah we we don't worry about these srv And, you know, yes, the SRV might survive being squished, but you wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, why the hell my body isn't going, what the hell are you doing to me, even though I'm in an SRG? I don't understand. So we we have an entry in the mostly clueless section. We do. So right, this actually, this kind of surprised me, actually, um, which it was by... The, called the manure topic. man, who is a bio-waste trader. All he said was talk about the correct way to exit supercruise and i thought well the only way i know of exiting supercruise was drop below a thousand meters per second and is it one and one megameter is there anything more to it than that that i yeah i know there are some foibles if you're winged up and you can use navlock and things like that but am i missing something here it depends whether you want to drop out a supercruise in a specific location or not if you just want to drop out of supercruise, just throttle back, wait till the safe speed, and then drop it. Yeah. Or do the emergency drop if you're, for instance, if you think you're being tailed by a ganker and you want to try and leave him. Um, but if you're going to a specific destination, the, the wrinkles to exiting supercruise come from dropping on low wakes because you don't get the little uh, distance and speed helper. Yeah. It's five kilometers uh, yeah, away. The, or rather, you, you do get the distance and speed help, but you don't get the, the countdown you can set at six seconds and you, you, know, you set your throttle so it stays at six seconds. So you've got to kind of guess where you, at what point you should throttle down for a low wake. And <clears throat> half the time you do it too early and you end up spending ages. And by the time you get to it, whatever you were going to drop in on has gone. Uh, the, the low wake vanishes before you get there. And half the time you overshoot because you did it too late. So that's that's kind of the subtlety with the uh, the the cool. other wrink the other wrinkles to leaving supercruise. Uh, talking about the mostly clueless supercruise thing is is there are different dropout distances. You'll not that, and I don't know what determines that. There are some stations where you have an eight eight mega eight megameter dropout. I've not found stations, but I have found. Um... Like war zones and things like that, yeah. you can drop and, out a lot. Fleet carriers are funny as well. Yeah, yep. if you have your fleet carrier around the star, it generally has a higher dropout than if it's around a planet. And of course, if you're close enough to the the whole thing with the six second rule, if you start out close enough, um, the six second rule, if you don't know, is you you throttle down when it says six seconds to the destination, you'll never never overshoot. If you start out close enough, let's say you're going from a fleet carrier to a station, it's and it's only like half a light second away you can just leave the throttle at full because you'll never overshoot um even though you're it'll give the slow down warning it it just doesn't matter and that's quite useful when you're doing the passenger rescue or not passenger rescue the the refugee missions you at the burning stations to the nearby mega ship you just launch you leave the throttle at full and you'll be at the right speed anyway. You won't you won't exceed exceed the dropout speed so you can do it that you it, it just makes it 
quicker and easier not to reduce your speeds. So I guess this moves us on to Sai, have we got time for your smutty bits this week? Yeah, we do. I have I have a better love story than Twilight for you today. Well, that's not hard. I know, right? Spoiler warning, smut warning. So if you're listening to this in your car... It's not spoilers. Your... There's no spoilers involved. Well... Just smutty. It, I'm thinking it's you're not spoilers. too bad. It's not too bad, this one. If you've There's... got your five-year-old in your car or your significant other, time to fast forward to... Why, why not? Why not? Why would a significant... Why would you be happy for a significant other to sit through every other part of this show and not through the juicy bits? Moving on. The city lights twinkled, shifting and glittering below them like a rest, restless flyer. Basking in a permit-locked moonlight atop the hill, though neither of them were watching now. What do you suppose we are, Ben? Passing comment, comets? Rogue planets? Well, I've heard about those things from certain people at a certain bar, but there's no evidence they're real. I think we're more like um, New Africa and Mitterrand Hollow. They nestled closer and Shan chuckled. Well, that's a powerful attraction, isn't it? I wonder... Hey, wait, am I in New Africa? He propped himself up on an elbow to stare down, playful and accusatory. Are you calling me fat? Ha! Witness the wonder of the hollow's exceptionally fast-moving gravity well. Innuendo doesn't count if you set it up yourself, scolded Shan, smiling as I'd rolled into him. He laid back but felt the electricity of excitement, the power, his pips shifted in anticipation. Their feet touched, their legs intertwined. Expert at inner leg danced through Shan's mind, but he couldn't place the thought and brushed it away like a harmless adder while Ben's hands played, danced, groped, caressed, petted, petted. Curly, soft, downy, woolly. Ben stifled a little gasp as he snatched his hand back from the luxurious locks, jarring Shan from his pleasure trance. They rolled apart, knocking over the empty brandy bottle with a sobering clatter. Ben, what's the matter? Ben demurred. I don't. It's nothing. I'm... Uh, do you have another Lavian? Now, look here. I know a thing or two about professional behaviour from my day job. And this kind of production failure requires the p- apology of someone a lot more important than you. It- it's your fur. I mean, what? Oh, is this about him? Yeah, Ben sighed. It is. I'm sorry. Shan sat up, putting an arm over Ben's shoulders. They looked down across the cityscape. Geronimo, I want to pet my bunny, Ben murmured. Shan silently tapped at his mobile and his Tesla crunched across the gravel to them, seeming to hum Tokuso to itself inside the cabin. Geronimo, they agreed, as they turned their back on the starry night. I am literally speechless. Gold, and I cannot, I cannot tell you who did that because they requested to remain anonymous. Thank you, Katiana. It wasn't Katie. It wasn't Katie. Oh, it wasn't no. Katie. It was absolute gold. <laughs> it wasn't Colin. No. I can see Colin writing that too, to be honest. No, but it's magnificent. But they did request to remain anonymous, <laughs> and I'm so happy with it. Right. Well, Niggles is asking, for... yeah. <laughs> asking for a boom, so I'm going to drop from 10 kilometres. Do it, while... do it, do it. While, while we close if... out the show? Yeah, you lot close out the show, I'm going to fall. Well, I um... think, unless we've got, have we... anyone got any other business? I don't. Well, I haven't. It's, I can't really follow that, can I? So it's shout-out time, I think. Absolutely. Um, so shouting out our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from 8.30pm. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers or for just the audio at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a little bit of CQC action, you can check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. 
We're also giving some shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts that have appeared over the last year or are standard regular contributors. Um, Algarab AM, um, Black Sky Legion, who also do other space sims um, and real, real life science, etc. Um, the Canon pod podcast for Spanish speakers is the Elite Cast. Uh, the Fatherhood Fatherhood podcast, Flight Assist, which is back on Monday. Um, the Guard Frequency, Loose Screws, Squeaking Fuel, System Chat, and Ben Zero Prep. So, uh, if I get my microphone back on, so uh, Zero Prep, which may or may not be having a name change, is basically myself, uh, Souverine, and Kaizen talking about stuff that aren't elite that. You know, I go off and talk about all the other shit that I actually enjoy, and everyone on Lave, Lave, what, listening to Lave, Lave Radio has a face on about it. And, you know, Kai has the same over on Black Sky Legion. Suve has the same in, in Sagittarius Eye. You know, we're all, we're all round geeks, not just Elite Dangerous geeks. Um, so, for example, you know, um, oh, New Worlds is coming out, and a lot of people are getting very excited about that. We want to be able to talk about that. Want to be able to talk about you know things like the the Marvel stuff, the Star Trek stuff, the Expanse when that's back out, or the Expanse books, sci-fi books in general that I yeah I love to read, um, all this other stuff. What I does that isn't elite. I wanted a chance to have a sort of a freeform chat basically about that, and we're doing that on a weekly basis at I think it's eight o'clock on Sunday evenings. 8 o'clock UK time, Sunday evenings. I think that's 3 p.m. Eastern time. Um, okay. I, said, I, I said Marvel, Elvis, not Marvel. Although if we, if we wanted to talk Marvels, we could. Because anyway, we're, not, we're not limiting ourselves. Wonderful. That, yeah, that's Perfect. what we're doing. So for those who want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, please, um, you can go subscribe to the Data Slate podcast, which is created by um, Station Commander Alan Stroud. Following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Um, thank you to those who have chipped in on Twitch chat and the in-game commanders. Um, who did you have visiting you, Ben? Uh, Beetlejude came in and visited me. Uh, nice. So, yeah, Beetle, Beetlejude was here. And I believe that Colin did have, before he, he ran away, I believe Colin had... Miggles. Uh, and Miggles and some well. other people, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jude was here before I killed myself. Well, before I went down on the planet. <laughs> okay, easy. Per <laughs> perfect. <laughs> uh, so special thanks to Commander Tokuso, who created the music for the introduction of the show. Um, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lave radio. Tweet us uh, at lave radio. You can also join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash lave radio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders can go and hang out. Um, you can find that over at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Uh, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Specifically, my DMs are always open for... Um, Gold, like I just received this week. Uh, Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out on laveradio.com slash live. Thank you to Colin, who's no not here with us right now. Um, ben, Shan, thank you to Mac for coming and standing standing in and being our inflatable Colin for the night. <laughs> according according to scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. Excellent. Good to know. Perfect. 
perfect. <laughs> and special thanks to today's specialist, Quest Mark Four. I don't know why I said it in that voice. My apologies. Um, until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Galnet News Digest, 7th of September, 3307. We read the news, so you don't have to. In this week's news. Enforcing the conflict zone. A bit of a weight problem. The speed scanning diversity challenge. Survival tips from one who knows. The Pilots' Federation is said to be putting the finishing touches to new defences aimed at protecting the on-foot combatants in conflict zones from the unfortunate attentions of those in spaceships and SRVs. Spaceships in particular have proved devastatingly successful in wiping out foot soldiers, much to the surprise of the Pilots' Federation, who'd assumed that spaceships and people were roughly on a par. Conflict zones at settlements will soon sport anti-spacecraft turrets, and flights of spaceships will also be sent to see off any ne'er-do-wells who are wiping out entire platoons from the air using dumb fires. And to combat the peril of rogue SRVs, infantry equipped with shoulder-launched rockets will soon be deployed to see off the overpowered buggies. It won't be impossible to fight in a ground combat zone using spaceships or SRVs, it'll just be a bit harder. The delightful prospect of dogfighting that close to the ground might actually mean the initiative backfires, encouraging more slightly naughty commanders to turn up in their ships at conflict zones just for the fun of it. Some commanders are like that. They seem to think the galaxy exists just for their pleasure.
the discovery of a 45G landable planet in the Koi-1701 system creates a dilemma for commanders. After trekking 6,000 light-years from the bubble to see it, do they really want to attempt to touch down safely on this extraordinary planet, which seems to be made primarily of iron? With a surface temperature of nearly 4,000 degrees Kelvin, that's 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit, or nearly as hot as people claim Death Valley on Earth in the Sol system is. Getting out and walking around wouldn't be much of an option, even if you could get up from your flight chair, which you can't, as the average commander will have an effective weight of around half a tonne. Were it not for your flight suit assisting your normal bodily functions, just sitting still in your chair would be way too much exercise to handle. As your hand is too heavy to lift to the launch button, you'd better get used to being here. If you came in an Asp Explorer, on this planet it weighs more than 18,000 tonnes. As much as 16 unladen Lacon Type 9s on Earth. It would be daft to visit this inhospitable planet, but if you do, the only way to experience this planet's extraordinary 45G pulling power is flight assist off. Canon Interstellar is holding a time trial on one of the few planets with nine different types of biological specimen to sample. The Artemis suit hasn't yet developed engineering clever enough to have more than one sample canister at a time, and lack of genetic diversity is a problem all over the galaxy, not just in Norfolk. So you need to walk past many biological samples you haven't yet, and can't yet sample, to get three samples from the first one, before you can go on to the second and so on. All terribly wasteful, and the first commander to scan all the biology on the planet took five and a half hours. Canon reckons everything can be scanned far faster than that, probably in less than 30 minutes, and he's offering a modest prize of some used laboratory equipment and utterly worthless coin that entitles the bearer to free biscuits and gin on the gnosis for the commander who can complete the scans in the quickest time before the 31st of December. Terms and conditions apply, please read the rules before entering, bribes will not be refunded, and the judge's decision is final. Because you can only hand in your scans to Vista Genomics once, once you've banked your run, you can't try again. If you're halfway through and it's not going well, you can critically injure yourself to lose the scan data and try again. But selling your data is non-reversible. If you want to give it a go, the planet to head for is Tucani Sector AF-AD714E, just 300 light-years from Sol. Canon Interstellar has reported a crashed anaconda found on HR-6051, Planet 2F. This seems to have been piloted by the same commander who is known to have crashed on HIP-83003, Planet 6A. The evidence seems circumstantially quite strong that there may be other crashed ships to find that were also piloted by this unfortunate commander. As someone who has had to survive for months on barren planets while he awaited rescue, the unnamed pilot has compiled a list of helpful tips that might prove useful for anyone else that finds themselves in a similar predicament. Survival tip number two. Oh yeah, this is a big one. If you have to crash on a planet, make sure your cargo hold is full of useful stuff like evac shelters, food, 
basic meds or replacement parts for your newly wrecked ship. Whatever you do, don't fill it with cargo that's as much use as a chocolate fuel scoop. Survival tip 29, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Survival on a hostile planet is all about the prep. Prep, prep, prep. Plan your crashes. It makes it a whole lot easier than being surprised by one and thinking, wow, I wish I'd planned this crash better. Survival tip 77, whatever you do, do not go crazy and start talking to yourself. Or worse, start making a series of videos on survival tips when you clearly have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, seriously, dude, you're nuts. What do you think's gonna happen here? Don't give me that look. Hey, come back here, I was talking to... That guy is driving me crazy. Survival tip, ooh, 38. This might be your first crash. It might be, say, your 46, not to be too specific about it, but learn from the professionals. You cannot use domestic appliances to repair your thruster manifolds. Turns out all that does is make a lot of smoke and a very loud bang. Not to mention the hole breach in the engine compartment. I mean, who knew though, right? Survival tip number eight. A rookie mistake that a lot of first-time crashers fall into is mixing up the water supply with the urine disposal system. Color code that bad boy, I'm serious. That stuff has a wicked aftertaste that just doesn't go away. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we faceplant the planet so you don't have to. I'll go back.